Welcome to Corporate Caffeine. I'm Dacia Coffee. As a chief marketing officer, speaker, author, copywriter, and three-time entrepreneur, I've learned a thing or two about influence and impact in the business world. So I want to share with you what I've learned about how to be heard, be seen, and be successful, and introduce you to the people I've met along the way who learned how to unlock their potential. Braden Coffee, welcome to Corporate Caffeine. <laughs> Glad to be here. Okay. I mean, it's a little bit weird talking to my parents on a podcast, but... Here I am. <laughs> I'm super excited. You well, know what's so funny is I probably prepped for this one more than any of the other guests we've had because I just take it for granted talking to you. And I was like, I need to really think through this interview. Well, that doesn't take much for me because my prepping has been non-existent pretty much. <laughs> and I'm going to now I'm going to make it a point to when we do have people on to start prepping a little bit. So yeah. I did write down a few questions. We'll see if we get to No, oh boy. Yeah. Let's, let's leave with mom's questions. Yeah. No, I mean, a dad asks good questions. And you you know, out of everyone yeah. we know, like any family members um, or anyone we know close, he's been the first one to ask, hey, when am I coming on the podcast? And we're like, I thought it was Well, I didn't ask directly. It was kind of like y'all brought it up and mom brought it up having the boys on. And I was like, well, you know, I live at home. I could just come on whenever. So, okay, so and then that's kind of made. I love it. So, why were you willing to? Like, what what made you go? That sounds fun. Like, I'll do it. No, oh, I mean, I listen to podcasts every once in a while. It just sounds like or seems like a fun thing to just experience. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I don't know really much about it. So here I am. So <laughs> tell everybody about yourself. Why are you at home? You graduated high school. Last I graduated year. high school. I uh, didn't get an a unfortunately, so I went to TCC, got a job at Lonesome Dove. No free promo, so <laughs> got, a, got a job at Lonesome Dove, uh, making money, living at home, TC, going to TCC, yeah. That's why I'm here. It, what's your plans in college? <clears throat> Are they still what we talked about three months ago? Uh, like, what probably, you- I assume so, yeah. Uh, major in psychology, maybe get a minor in something, I'm not sure yet, but... Yeah, we'll see. I'm not 100% on what career path I'm going to choose yet, but I've got a few ideas. Why, why psychology? It's just something that always has interested me, the, getting to know the brain, understanding why people are who they are, I guess, like behavioral traits and humans that are like, I guess, common across all the animal kingdom. Like we do the same things like dogs do. We do the same things that fish do, like just different types of things that just interest me. Speaking mm. of, I'm dying for you to read or listen to the Jordan Peterson book, 12 Rules yeah. of Life. And the I, very first one's about lobster, speaking of like, consistency. Yeah. Well, I, that's like the third or fourth time in a week I've heard Jordan Peterson. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's a sign for me. Because Cole brought it up the other day. Because I guess you'll watch a documentary or whatever. So Yeah, he and I watched a documentary on Jordan Peterson yeah. really well. Um, I, you know, I, I follow him anyway. And I'm listening to his audio book that you just brought up and it's really hard for me to follow you have to be paying attention it's mm-hmm. something you know audiobooks usually i could walk the dog work out do something and get get the gist of it yeah not with jordan peterson he's talking in his voice and you know now i get it whenever he does podcasts with somebody no matter how smart they are you get <laughs> a little bit of a break whenever he's not talking to absorb what he said when you listen to his book, you don't get any of that. It's, I find myself hitting Paul's. That's why I like it. to listen to podcasts or audiobooks in the car, just because I'm driving. Driving is not very 
engaging. I, I shouldn't say it, but it's it's not a very engaging task. Yep, you, I it's agree. just something mundane, mundane that mundane, mm-hmm. mundane that you just do every day and you don't really think about. So if you get something that engages your brain while you're driving, it just for me, it makes it easier. Totally agree. So I think we are starting again to family speak a little bit. So again, for the audience, all right, talk to everybody about where you are in the family, how old you I'm are. I'm the baby, <laughs> the youngest twin, little old Brayden over here. I'm just kidding. But I got a twin, one minute older than me. He's actually in the room right now. We got a live audience, everybody. <laughs> so if you hear any uh, laughing or anything, because we're quite funny over here, I'd say. But if we hear anything, that's probably Austin. But yeah, we got an older brother, Cole. Yeah, he's up in Arkansas. And we got a recent addition, Liam. I'd say as a brother, he's in the Army, North Carolina. He's doing good. Absolutely. And then, so talk a little bit about what did you do in high school? Kind of like who are you known as? Like whether from your friends or like kind of what do you think your persona is and you know also how'd you spend your time like you know so people kind of have a context of like oh this kid's into a b and c whatever that's an interesting question actually so i don't know exactly just because it's myself and i i like to think some people think of me as different ways or whatever but i think i was one of the louder i, I wouldn't say louder but more like present individuals in like a classroom or in a friend group or one whether but like I wouldn't have to talk to be kind of like felt you know what I mean so like if a teacher gave a uh, question I wouldn't necessarily have to answer but I didn't put feedback and stuff like that so I'd like to think I was one of those kids that was like okay he he knows what's going on like whether he's the smartest kid or not like he kind of has a gist of what's going on goes with the flow of everything but I, I think also one of, another thing is my persona in high school kind of changed in for for the good I'd say because yeah, as a freshman I realized oh I feel like I'm talking too much I'm talking over people and I tried to like dial that down a little bit so well, that's good that yeah. you recognize that yeah that's really <clears throat> self aware especially for a freshman in high school yeah so um, <laughs> I spoke to your brothers the other day and they considered you like straight laced oh that's braid now what do you mean by that he's different than the rest of the family um more conservative i could see that actually so that's another thing like they were calling you out that's what they were doing yeah i bet but, yeah. but, but coming from those Shocking two in our family. yeah, yeah you're, you're doing good crazy. you're doing good <laughs> so i could see that just because if we happen to go out as like family or like if i'm with austin and cole and we are for instance, playing volleyball or whatever at the park or something like that, they're always like the ones be like, oh, let's jump in the pond or something. This is just like oh, theoretical, but I'm just saying like <laughs> that is something that I would not put past them. Like ten, five, even five bucks, you can jump in that pond. They'd be like, okay, they're already in it. Like, you know what I mean? But I, I Sounds guess. Sounds like their mother. Yeah, I guess like for them saying that I'm straight laced is a point at like I wouldn't exactly do it for five bucks maybe like give me 25 bucks I'd be in that pond <laughs> like believe it or not I was asked Caskey I'm like how much money you want to give me today when I was playing golf uh didn't shoot too well don't ask but uh I said how much money to give me to jump in that lake and he didn't come up with a number fast enough so didn't, yeah. I didn't end up doing it but yeah yep. so I guess the straight lace comes from that but the other day Eduardo at work uh one of my co-workers he 
he came up to me. He was like, English is his second language. So Spanish is his first, English is second. I guess he just grew up like that in his household and whatnot. And he's like, how do you learn all these like big words or whatever? I'm like, and I don't picture myself as one that's very in-depth with their vocabulary, such as you or even dad has very rich vocabulary, I'd say. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, he said that. I was like, that's interesting. But like, I, I don't know that the vocabulary that I use is very like in-depth. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. So, Well, and I think I would add, <clears throat> you always seem confident, you know, from the outside, you know, looking in, I think whatever role you've played in groups, you're confident. You come from a sports background, you've played sports, I mean, always, <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's a key component for people to understand about you too, you know, that that's kind of the background that you came up with. And school, generally speaking, comes easy to you. Like you do not struggle. You're not the kid that is really turning inside out to figure things out. I mean, like that's something that kind of came naturally to you is uh, <coughs> book smarts. Yeah, I appreciate that. But yeah, uh, what did you, what'd you say? What was the first part? I was going to say something on top of that. You said, confident. Oh yeah, confidence. I also, that's like another thing I tried to build on because I realized in, I guess, middle school and early high school years, like my confidence wasn't all there and confidence is a big thing. Like you see someone that's confident, you're like, okay, they kind of, I get it goes back to what they're saying, like straight lace, like they figure something out. So I try to come off as confident to just to seem like just better than I am and as a person. I don't know if that sounds yeah. cocky or whatever, but. No, I think yeah. I, I have intentionally worked on confidence my entire life. Like how can I step into that authentically? And I am, some people will be mad about this, but I am a big believer about fake it till you make it. Because oh, yeah. if you embody what you want to become, it will trick your brain into orienting and changing and evolving. So I really appreciate that. But, you know, one example is, you know, a couple of years ago, I remember seeing this woman and, you know, she's a curvy woman and she's not by any means like stereotypical looking, right? Like she's not the kind of person that you would see in any sort of catalog or model or, you know, cover. And her confidence and charisma was so big that I'm watching her on stage and I'm like, God, I love this woman. Like I was like, I want to be her friend. And there was not a single ounce of me that judged anything about her negatively. I thought she was stunningly beautiful. I loved her style, even if it's not my style. Loved how she pulled herself together. Loved what she had to say. Even her quirkiness or if she misspoke, right? Like didn't have perfect words. Loved everything about her. And I learned so much about myself and about what confidence does. Realizing like, that confidence basically eliminated all judgment out of my perception of her because she was so confident in her own skin that I was, it made me appreciative of her just as she was like no comparison. And I was like, man, that speaks volumes. Yeah. Yeah. Walking with your shoulders up, you know, and back that, that makes a world of difference just yeah. down the street without even saying anything to anybody, looking them in the eyes. Um, that type of thing. But when you said fake it till you make it, um, people can call BS pretty quick. Once you have a knowledge of a certain subject or topic or whatever it may be and know how to talk about it a little bit, yeah, there's a part of an energy level and confidence that can get you through a little bit. But you have the personality, I guess the majority of us in our family do, 
once we start talking about something, we start learning more about it. And we start trying to master that task or that subject pretty quick to where, wait a minute, we're not faking it long. We, we have an idea and we just keep on learning more and more about it. Really good point. I, I agree that there is no fake it until you make it publicly around your knowledge and skill set. You know what I mean? Like you can't just be braggadocious and be like, oh, I know everything about this and you really only have a shallow. So for me, like the fake it till you make it is the emotional component, like the belief in yourself, like the psychology of carrying you forward, you know, that you can challenge yourself to do things or who you are in a room, like that kind of thing. Like, oh, I don't feel up to this. Well, change your feelings. And I really believe you can change your feelings through your physicality. I mean, you know, research shows that, but I mean, even in my experience, I mean, your feelings don't control you. They're not your truth. Um, And so you can say, I'm going to feel different. Like I'm going to put those feelings aside. I'm going to do something to turn me around, you know, emotionally and put, put the best face forward. And I do think like you can change, you can change that brain chemistry, but you're right. Like, I agree. Like, yeah, you can only fake mastery or skill for like a very short amount of time. To go back to high school, he, he's, he's only been out now for almost a year. What would you have changed? Oh, I know you, yeah. you, you did try to improve a quality of your life that you're like, man, this will help me in the long run. But what would you have changed looking back? I don't know. I am a big believer in there's like, this is done for a reason. So whatever it is, it's just built upon whether God puts you in that position for the good or for the just betterment of yourself, whether that's like you being harmed from it then versus like growing on it now and stuff like that. So, I don't know that I changed much. I I guess in my earlier years, I probably would have been more social. But wow. saying that, I think yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I was gonna, yeah, kid. I was about to say like saying yeah. that, like I I have a good tight knit group of friends that just went out throughout high school that nobody really had. So that just kind of was my. I don't know. I don't know if I'd change anything. That's well, really that's cool. Great. That is really cool. Um, you, you brought up God and um, something that he just went through. That's why I was leading into that. Um, what was it called? 75 and I or 75? 75 hard. Hard. Talk about that. And, how, and what, what did that do for you? And for the record, this is something that as much as I would want to, I really would not make it more than yeah, it five sucks. days. It's huge. Like 75 uh, 40 days, days of Lent is hard yeah. for um, her and I for some things. So yeah, uh-huh. for those uh, for those <laughs> that don't know, seventy five hard is a it's I guess it's a workout program, self betterment program. Yeah, whatever. there you go. You yeah. work out twice a day. One has to, for, for forty five minutes each. One has to be outside. Gallon of water every day. You go on a diet. Uh, read ten pages of a book every day. I might be missing something. Okay, so you picked the Bible then. I did pick the Bible. Okay, that's where I I thought it had to do with uh, something to do with workout, religion, routine. So you just picked the Bible. I picked the Bible. Well, because senior year of high school, I was like, I realized myself, like, oh, I haven't read the New Testament in its entirety. I was like, I haven't really read the Bible much at all. So I was like, I kind of want to pick it back up. And uh, going into 2023, I hadn't worked out at all since high school, like being in baseball and stuff like that. And I hadn't 
read the Bible, even though I like like told myself like you need to start reading the Bible, blah blah blah. So I was like, okay, what is this? And I just came across seventy five hard, and I was like, okay, one that'll get me in better shape than I am right now and make me feel yeah. more confident, like you were saying, and it'll make me it'll force me to read the Bible and gain the spiritual knowledge on that. So I was like, okay, this is something I want to look into. And then I just committed to it. I found it on like Thursday or Wednesday or whatever, and just thought, okay. I'm going to start Monday, so. It's huge. I did not read the Bible all the way through until I was in my late 20s. Best case scenario, it would have been late 20s. You guys were little, so, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so was anything different or surprising, like, when you actually went to the source versus what you've heard in church or what people say the Bible is? Like, was it different than you expected it to be? I don't know. It's weird to say, but I don't know, because in church, we, we go through the readings and we go to, we do the sermon and stuff like that. But as you said once before, like our church is a very healing church mm-hmm. rather than like a, like we still spread the word, but we're more of a healing church. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we're not like capital E evangelical. Yeah, yeah. Whether that's good or so bad then or like, not. Yeah. Seeing his, Father Ron's point of view on his version of the Bible, which is, I guess, just the Bible in general, but like what he brings of it and what I brought of it was like different things. And so reading the Bible and also like going to church and seeing the sermons that on what I just read, like the two different point of views was very interesting. And it gave me a lot of insight on how different the Bible is and how many lessons there are, believe it or not. Like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. I love that. And there's so many layers and I agree because what jumps out at me might be something so different than yeah, what's brought up in church or, you know, I mean yeah. like what somebody else might have interpreted or um, not interpreted, but what received. Yeah, because you know, God that, speaks like, to people differently. Like yes. one passage might touch me differently than it touches you. Like one thing that like uh, really stuck out for me in the whole New Testament when I went through that, it was uh, in the beginning, I don't know if it's in Mark or in Matthew, he, he uh, says that, Something about judgment where, like, if you judge someone, they'll judge you back ju- twice as hard. Mm. And so, so that really stuck out to me. So after reading that, I was like, okay, I need to be better on judging. And I felt, and like, when I just, because humans instantly make that quick judgment, whether you, like, uh, realize it or not, it's just in that, just human nature for people to judge. And so I make that natural judgment, as humans always do. And I realized, like, once I like, slowed down, I was like, why am I judging them, like? They're probably judging me back. So like, yeah. There's not really any point. Like, what is this doing for me? It's not bettering me. It's not helping them. It's just, I don't, yeah. yeah. Well, it's so interesting because, you know, something you said earlier, like people are so sensitive I, to things that they're, that you do sense when someone's judging you, yeah. especially judging you negatively and then that you would magnify it. That's so true. Like if I feel somebody's being critical of me and it could be somebody as close as you, you know, like to me, or it could be a stranger. And the second I feel like, or assume that that's happening, I agree. Like I immediately do the opposite of what I did with that woman who had the confidence. I mean, I do amplify that, mm-hmm. man, that's interesting. I, I'm, I'm still very judgmental. I admit it. Like, um, it's not a good trait to have, but you know, um, I catch myself doing that a lot and trying to correct myself afterwards. Sometimes it's too late, but um, it's embedded in our DNA. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. And um, there aren't many people you run across that don't judge. And when you do, something special stands out about them. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and it's interesting though that you say that about yourself because I would say that you're judging yourself harshly because I think there's a lot of nuance. Oh, well, I, I didn't mean just everyone else. I, it yeah. involves you as well, or yeah, me good as point. well. Judging yeah. myself. Well said, because yeah. you are <coughs> wildly <coughs> accepting, and you make some interesting, unusual friendships, like with people so different, so diverse from such different backgrounds from you, you know, that that's always been really cool to get to be like, you know, like ride your coattails on because you're so open-minded when it comes to certain types of judgment, like they just don't. But then you are also very um, aware of your surroundings. And so you have a high level of alert around danger, lying, you know, I mean, like anything that could be dangerous um, emotionally or or physically, and so and there's, you know, I mean, you're you yeah, have to the, judge for to, that. To Braden's point, though, you have I had to you have to work at that. Yeah. Um. You know, you still still sense it. Yeah. Even though I may have those qualities. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So, what would you have changed in high school? Like when you look back, who were you? And like, you know, I mean, uh -oh. like when you're first of all, I'm gonna air, have to air who I was. <laughs> Um, yeah, do we want oh that out? There, there's a lot of things <laughs> that, um, you know, I tried to point the finger at so many different people and, um, you know, just didn't work on myself. Mm. I didn't, um, definitely didn't live up to my full potential in high school. Um, and it would have re really changed the outcome of who I would have been now, I think. But, you know, you live those ways for a reason and all you can do is correct them later in life yeah or all you can do is be better from them um like Braden said you know god put us there for a certain reason and had us make those choices um whether good or bad yeah yeah absolutely. to form you who you are now absolutely yeah i think my big thing is i was not brave in high school and it still irritates the living crap out of me <laughs> to think about how many things i wouldn't go for. But then to your point, it's informed <coughs> so much about what I decided once I was in college and once I decided about adulthood, you know, I mean, I became really aware of the role that fear played in my life and be like, oh, you get out of my way. And when I say you, I mean fear, you know, yeah, like you need to get out of my way, but I was not brave, but that was like a long journey. It started being aware of the brave thing and not being who I wanted to be in middle school and started evolving, but it still really held me back in high school. Although probably my high school friends would be surprised to hear me say that. I don't think I'm surprised think to hear you say that. Really? Yeah. I, I sure Austin can attest to this too, but like both of y'all, I've always known you all as like very confident people. Like you just say what's on your mind. Well, I, I think cause when we're just sitting around the dinner table, we're always just like hollering, hooping, doesn't matter what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we always just, throwing it you know what i mean but yeah well, we're, we're i pretty, do remember i think we're a pretty open family oh yeah um I, I would think so yeah Just, i do remember mom uh in our younger ages this was like when we were real little i remember you talking about uh, to me about like you always are like uh, god has one word for me and one of the words was fear one year and i remember you talking about that so mm. it's interesting like bringing that back and Hearing you talking about overcoming that fear. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That was, that's how long ago that was. That's yeah. awesome. You know, you, you've wanted to study and you are studying psychology. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, I, I guess that role later in life, no matter what type of job you have or somehow you work for yourself, <coughs> it's going to involve other people. It's going to be a lot of one-on-one, I'm sure, mm-hmm. or whatever that may look like. And her and I have chose a wild path when it comes to um, our, our, our business yeah, and our businesses and so forth. But what did but, you think about um, the path we took? This is called corporate. Very corporate. unconventional, if yeah. I'd say. But it was interesting, like, because we, we grew up with our dad in the oil field, and that was, I, I assume, hard on everybody, but yeah. not, not like, not that much, that big of an impact on us because we don't really remember it. But yeah, so I assume, like, y'all both were like, oh, it's so hard because him being away and you having to take care of us and stuff like that. But it was interesting growing up because seeing all the battles that you fought through, like, when you did when you first started blender going through that lawsuit and all that stuff like that and yeah very resilient to everything that's coming your way so i guess for us it's almost like inspirational seeing both of y'all like build this thing that y'all started in your bedroom so yeah literally. very interesting yeah very cool we hit a big, big and now y'all are here so yeah well, it's so funny because if Mark Frado, who's been in corporate caffeine before, is listening to this, he is dying laughing because he and his <laughs> wife um, still owned their company at the time. And they have a story where, you know, I had the blender screen yeah. to have a professional background and you boys were behind it and he could see y'all shadows <laughs> <laughs> behind the screen. But I couldn't like on how yeah. this computer, but that was one of his favorite stories. Was, they were I'm nine. Like, oh, Gosh. Yeah, we were real. Yeah. They were nine when you started. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Your 10 years is coming up? Yeah. yeah. I, th- I feel Actually, like, just passed. Yeah. I no, feel like last 20th. year was seven. No, 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 it hasn't. It's on the 25th or 3rd. Of, of May? April. I know. We didn't celebrate. We should have. I know. Oh, What's with the 10? It is April. Yeah, Dang it's it. April. I know. That's all right. We can always bring a celebration back. We need to. Vacation? I'm terrible about that. 10-year vacation? we've been traveling enough lately yeah y'all have (laughs) we're going to colorado soon that's we've been back in a while we haven't been there as a family and um since before yeah yeah it's you know what i shouldn't say this but i'm gonna go ahead it's one thing that right now i'm realizing why didn't i take you on any of the trips this past year you were home like, I probably yeah, could have school, just grabbed school you, but work school and work, that. yeah, you worked I, a I lot, too. Oh, and which one are you going to take me to? Milwaukee? Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> all the winter yeah. ones were freezing <laughs> cold and windy, <laughs> and you're, I'm not, no, no hate, but, like, you were in Chicago and stuff like that, in where it's February. freezing cold. Exactly. Yeah, it was freezing. Okay. I'll stay down here where it's, like, 60 yeah. degrees in the winter. <laughs> exactly. Good point. Okay, so Dad is probably going to roll his eyes at this question, but... It's talked about so much. Okay, so you, I even looked this up. I think you are basically dead smack in the beginning of um, Gen Z. So, yeah. <laughs> the so, big sigh from dad over there. Uh, he hates um, these generation conversations. I, I just, yeah, well, we talked about them on uh, Mother's Day like a few days ago, so I could see why. He, no, he hates it all the yeah, time too, though. Well, I mean, if you're going to ask it, of course. Yeah. To, to put a whole Decade full of people in one bucket, silly. I get that the characteristics. I, it makes sense, but at the I same time, I know you're saying. Overall, that. generally speaking, they have these tendencies. But I meet so many young people who don't fit those stereotypes. Yeah. And it's like that through everybody who's thrown in a bucket, 
no matter what age. No, it's a great uh, point. Baby on boomers, that. oh, you do this, you do that, then you turn around and meet, and then you meet a good one. Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, joking. Boy. I'm just talking. But yeah, talking I mean, and it's snake. a good point. Yeah. So I actually, that was going to be my question to you is, do you actually think there's a consistency around your generation, or are you more like, you know, it's just really convenient for everybody to say anybody 26 and under or whatever age, 25 and under something like that. I actually think there's some consistency there. I'm not a hundred percent sure because I only know what I grew up like in Keller and whatnot. Yeah. So knowing that, and I, I can see some consistency growing I, with that and the millennials. I don't know past that because yeah, well, because we're old compared yeah, to you. So, okay, so what do you think those consistencies are? Are you like, I can just feel them. I don't. Know I I think them. Gen or Gen Z, we get a bad rep just because like all social media and stuff like that. We're very technology oriented for the good or the bad. But I think we get a bad rep. I think this is a bold statement, but I think we're going to be the generation that has to fix everything. I think we're going to have to solve a lot of the problems that generations before us have created, like the millennials and oh, the Gen yeah. X and all that stuff like that. So well, I think it'll be interesting to see what we do when we get to 30, 40, 50 years old. You're going to, or already are, you're being gifted, <laughs> use that real word really loosely, with all of the ethical dilemmas of technology going too fast and like people not being thoughtful around the role that um, technology will have socially. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. I think as Gen Zers, I guess, we were put in a very, we are pressured very on early or very early on through school and stuff like that because they're always talking about like, oh, the tra- there's so much trash, like air pollution's going on, like it's all going bad, like climate change is bad. So they put that in us like in, during school and growing up and stuff like that. So I feel like we we're pressured to have to think outside the box on how to change this, how to change that, that does like how to, to start fixing stuff. So. Yeah. 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 I was going to say it's environmental just as much as technology, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up though, as far as technology goes, you guys are all, we're almost born with it for the most part. Um, to a certain yeah. extent. No, definitely. Yeah, They'll be the first ever, true digital natives. <coughs> oh definitely. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, where where do you guys see what's AI gonna do? I, I I don't know on AI. It's all like I'm gonna say I hate it just because. Oh really? Yeah, it's just annoying to deal with and stuff like that. I haven't had a lot of work with it. I just think it's scary. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what it's capable of. No one really does. But I think technology as a whole. I'm not just saying like AI in general, but like technology as a whole is going to be for the benefit, whether we like it or not. So it is going to be the key to solving a lot of our problems, but right now it is a lot of the problem. Well, and I think there's like a stewardship component. We're talking about the Bible, but you know, like I don't think anybody's talking about stewarding technology, stewarding change. I think that's interesting. Technically speaking, every time there has been a massive technological shift where it was going to replace people, Actually, it increased prosperity and did not replace people. It increased employment opportunities. Yeah, I don't think and, AI is going to replace opportunity, people. So. I think we'll be fine. So this was interesting. Um, I came across a thing where they were saying generations, instead of age, 
and similarities are oftentimes better categorized around the key things that influence that generation. And so I thought that's, that was such an interesting thought. So like, for instance, we're Gen X. And so MTV was a huge <laughs> one. And then also the prolifer- proliferation, like total explosion of different <coughs> musical types of genres, like, mm-hmm. it, like change social um, norms and such. And so that was a big one. And then you'll laugh about this one, Kyle. Latchkey kids. Do you remember that phrase? Oh, yeah. Because we were the first generation where we would come home and there wasn't necessarily a parent at home. Both parents started working. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you had keys to the house when they were going to yeah. school and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Baby boomers, yeah. the, both parents were working a lot. Before that generation, it was typical for mm-hmm. uh, the mother to stay home. Yeah. And so then the millennials, they were old enough to remember 9-11 so, and they were young. So that formed like how they saw the world. And then um, they were coming of age when Obama was elected in 2008. And so they saw that change in the world and, you know, all of the language around that and the first black president. And then almost all of them graduated into a workforce recession And so, you know, I mean, you can say whatever you want to about millennials, but it was the last real significant employment decrease where it just wasn't easy to get a job. So that that was interesting. It seems like their generation, especially kids coming out of college right now, aren't excited about working for these big companies right away. They're looking into more independent things, something that can make money for themselves, something that can advance their careers. I don't hear uh, side hustles, you know, kids just older than Cole coming out going, man, guess where I just landed a job. Even when we were, um, you know, coming out of college and all those things, people were proud to work for certain. It is like they're going to take care of you forever. Well, we've learned real quick that that that's not the case. Uh, Kind of showed that, oh, yeah. we're just going to dump the workforce I think and can come back later. The people graduating right now going to the workforce are more doers rather than mm. just uh, role players. Oh, that's an interesting way to put that. I love that. So they're trying to find ways, because of the pressure and all that, that we've been put on, or that's been put on us from everything that's happened and everything that's going on with the very heavy news, heavy, like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, rather than just like, I don't know, but yeah, I think the pressure of that is kind of driving that. Yeah. Of trying to find something new, trying to do this. Like you have to find solutions for whatever. So those solutions have turned into, oh, let me make something of myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting point of view. That's one thing I like about their generation too. Um, You brought up, you had a bad rap because of social media and so forth. You know, as far as your generation, I'm like, but if you look at the positive on that, uh, how many kids make their own brand and make millions of yeah. dollars before they're 20 years old by just kept on keeping consistent, persistent, and just stayed after it until they made it happen. And I'm like, you know what? Good for them. And that's a lot of work. Like it anybody wants to work. say that that's yeah. lazy, that's not lazy. It is a lot of work. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think they're, I think back in y'all's day, you're fine to say that. It was a long <laughs> time ago compared y'all, to you. <laughs> you'll bring up, I don't know, this is just like Gen Z be talking about parents in general. They bring up 
oh, we, we went to work at a very young age, blah, 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 blah. They always like, oh, we got jobs early. But us, we have uh, access to technology where we could find ways to build things. We could find ways to do different things to, I guess, make money if you want to. Because there's always going to be the doers in every generation. So yeah. true. So those doers are just looking at different ways rather than going to work at McDonald's for minimum wage or not saying that's bad, but I'm just saying like we're looking at different ways to do different things and find different sources of money, I guess, rather than just totally filling roles. Totally. Okay. And so for Gen Z, um, as the wrap up, of course, one of the number one things is that the uh, very first on. iPhone. Hey, we've got somebody. Just oh yeah. Interrupted. The, <laughs> no, the it's fine. no, I told him to, I told him to. Oh, is it better? Okay. Yeah, it or was getting can, hot. No, I know. Can you feel it now? Oh, yeah, it's good. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so for those, those, for those audio listeners, his, his I, twin brother, before the podcast, I moved the plant in front of this vent because I was getting freezing cold. <laughs> so I'm currently getting hot. This part, it's no big deal. <laughs> I'm going to finish anyway. Okay. I was getting hot, so I asked him to move the plant. So now I feel better, much better. Okay. This is a question that is for the statistical part of this podcast. Do you know like the stats versus visual versus audio listeners? Like I need to dive YouTube versus um, Spotify more just into on that. our podcast. Yeah, um, definitely YouTube blows. Yeah, you, you got more viewers than listeners. Blows away uh, Podbean. Um, uh, really, you know, any type of versus podcast. Spotify and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And yeah, no, it's easier think. to rank. People can find us easier. It's uh, you know you go on a YouTube. Yeah, it, I, I use it, it now as a Google rank. search for a lot of things. If I know I'm gonna get a, a quicker answer, a better content, or know how to fix something or do something, I go straight to YouTube. It makes sense. You know, now that she started the Marketing Blender show with Daisy, they're doing things just on marketing, mm -hmm. and they can go to that channel. Well, I'm plugging you kind of here, but you know, they can go, <laughs> whatever they're good. looking for, um, blah, 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 in marketing, there it is, and it will yeah. start populating keywords that and so sense. forth. I was just curious about yeah. that. I was thinking that it was like, because uh, I was listening to it on Spotify. That's where I tend to listen to my podcast. So I was like, yep. oh, this is interesting. I wonder yeah. how many people actually do this rather than it, watch. I, I do as well. Um, listen to most of my podcasts, almost all of them on um, Spotify. Mm -hmm. But a lot of those people are big names already. Yeah. They, they can hold their own. And those, on those podcasts, yeah. On and YouTube, they're you could, just to listen to. And um, Spotify, you can't go well, viral. YouTube, you could go viral. Like they will yeah. populate your stuff if they find that interesting. Right, it's right. very like political, whether you like it or not on yeah. YouTube. So yeah, and you, yeah. Well, you could it's a good wave or the bad wave. That's right, absolutely. We have not unlocked how to do paid promotion on the Audible audio only. I mean, so that's a big part of it too, because yeah. you can pay to play on yeah. YouTube. So, mm hmm. Okay, so one of the things I was bringing up just to wrap the generation conversation up, and then we'll move on, but. For Gen Z, 2007 was the first iPhone. So that is the major significant thing that everything went mobile starting mm -hmm. then. And so you guys grew up in a mobile landscape because, I mean, you're just starting to come into elementary school. And so that was always, it's an all, and that turned into an always on lifestyle, like total and constant connectivity. And then obviously the final one that accelerated that was, so I, I mean, think... it'll be a defining factor for you guys. Oh, there's one more too. I think there's like a gap in Gen Z. There's like the before the iPhone. So like from 2007 down to like, I don't know, 1997, 98, something like that. And then up. So that af 
after iPhone just because of the accessibility. Because we grew up, we didn't get our first phone until like sixth grade, fifth grade? Probably about that. Ten yeah, years so old. Yeah, so then we, we were like, rule. yeah, so we didn't always, we're, we weren't the always on, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty early, but. Yeah, exactly. Still really early though. Like we're mobile yeah. phones, like. You and all your friends. But now, were, when are we getting our phone? Yeah, but now there's elementary kids with like the newest iPhone and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I yeah. can't imagine. No, exactly. Yeah, ours is mainly for communication. Yeah, well, we started off with like the little Blackberries and stuff like that and the little slidey phones. And yep. Yeah. <laughs> and all of you guys testing them out and how um, <coughs> damage proof they were once you. They, we were done with them. Yeah. So, one other fun fact Gen Z is the most racially diverse generation of all time it makes sense mm-hmm. which is well, so interesting be. and cool and it should be absolutely yeah. but so i mean just that's well, just the parents thing. and stuff like that and then one of the other things and i am not going to slide into political conversation around this but um the legalization of gay marriage has dictated so much of this social and political conversations that it came up in a lot of articles that it will be a key factor <laughs> around um like what formed this generation was navigating the social changes that came along with that. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess like we shall see. This is like right, the but, woke generation. Well, not woke. We're going through the woke. Yeah. Times. And so we're trying to figure we out the woke think ones. I think that's the millennials. I agree with that. I, I think we are the woke the i guess the target of the wokeness yeah maybe oh no i figured it was us <laughs> well no because there's not that many not to be rude or anything so many like famous people now yeah like older like you got the yeah jennifer lopez you got the of course like the <laughs> no, right. jennifer anis is like the actors and stuff like that but yeah. there's not in the news anymore it's always like the gen z people and like the even like People from thirty plus aren't in the news anymore. It's just yeah. It's just what's pop, what's trending. Yeah, it doesn't matter what they what's say. Going on. Yeah, that is so yeah. so true. You know, to the younger generation. Speaking of the news, the last it's been going on a while, um, and everyone's basically you almost can't even trust watching what you see. Mm-hmm. Where do you find? Where do you find? news what you would consider news and what do you look for or um and what do you believe and not believe in the whole media charade Uh, that's that's going on right now me personally i'm not into the news that much i'm not going to watch like fox or cbs or whatever nbc or whatever cnn whatever news is on yeah but on the other hand i guess tiktok twitter Instagram, I don't have Instagram, but Instagram, that's where you get news. And then for me, if I see something that like, oh, what? Like something's interesting or just like kind of stuck out to me, I'll look into it and... You'll dig into it on your own? Yeah. I will, yeah. I don't just like Take see it. it and just go. I just like look into it and see like what's actually going on here. And most of the time it's just nothing because... Do you think you're rare or do you think most people don't think take things for face value at your age? You know how you catch those clips yeah like, oh, i don't know look at so-and-so they did they're this i guess that. it depends on the source so if you were to see something that was posted by cbs or whatever i guess more people would take that just straight up than with the grain of salt than if some nobody on 
uh, TikTok with two million followers was just jabbering about nothing. So mm. I, I don't really know though. Yeah. News isn't really that big of a thing now. It will be probably later whenever politics starts becoming a big deal or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So looking into the future, like a couple different intervals, you know, one to two years from now. Oh boy. Five to seven years from now, 10 to 15 years from now. Like, so those kind of different intervals, what are you excited about? So long-term I'm excited for a family and stuff like that. Excited for having my own house and stuff like that with a family. Uh, I guess like the people I'm going to meet, that's exciting. Or like the people I'm going to stay friends with, that's exciting. Like, I don't know what's going to go on during these, however, seven, ten years. But yeah, I don't know. Life's moving fast right now. I've already finished. I'm a sophomore in college now. Can you believe it? <laughs> no, it's crazy. This is like the fastest year ever. You only got three years <laughs> left. I know. <laughs> the but freshman year in high school went so slow. Now we're just pacing through it and you gotta slow down on what's going on. No, no, no it like does it. not slow down. That's the bad news. So I'm on the back end of life. So um <laughs> you plan on going to you plan on going to A and M, you still plan on going to Corps Cadets? Yeah. If I were to. Oh, okay. Yeah. hundred percent. I know it's not the same because I'm a transfer or whatever, but yeah. It will. No yeah, one will know I'll that. I'll get all the hazing and all yeah. that, which I'm actually excited for. <laughs> <laughs> Guys are so weird. <laughs> I think it's just me in general, but. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, what about in the interim? Like, what are you excited about for your 20s besides 20s, turning 21? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the experiences. I think. 20s will be like the age gap of where I'll experience the most things, whether that's like mm. travel, like find jobs. Like, I don't know what it entails. I just think it's going to be the age of experiences. Yeah. Do you so, think you'll make it a point to travel I hope certain so. times of the year? Like, certain. I hope so, yeah. Like, you're going to put it down on your calendar. You know, some people get bad about that. It took yeah. us a long Her and time I were to like, do that. Okay, we have to have a budget just for this and just make a point to sit down and book trips rather than yeah. we'll get to it when we can. We've been lazy sometimes about it. And not, like this year, we're like, no, nope, we're doing it. Let's book it. Yeah, uh, I hope I do. Yeah, where would I you want to go visit? Where would be the one place you'll want to go? Straight like, off the bat, Iceland. Oh, Iceland. Yeah, I want to go see so the cool. Aurora Borealis or whatever you say, the Northern Lights. Oh, yeah. And then I heard, you want to see I've them seen, from Iceland then. Yeah, Not, well, and yeah. like all the glaciers and the waterfalls and all that yeah. natural scenery there, I've heard is like out of the world, like the best in the world or yeah. whatever. But that, um, I want to go to Greece, of course, just because it's apparently beautiful. Yeah, Japan's I've heard is incredible. Like that's what they like Tokyo and stuff like that. It's just absolutely insane. Like the technological advances that they have and how I don't I don't know, but yeah, Tokyo would be cool. Okay, I have a weird question. What advice would you give not to me and Dad because we won't be able to take it? But generally <laughs> speaking. To parents, you know, like parents, parents of teenagers, parents of college. Oh no, I can't take it. Well, Shoot. I just mean like we're kind of already <laughs> down this pathway. Oh, well, I don't know. 
nothing I don't know. Like, advise his parents? Yeah, what would you advise parents I feel like like, from a young person? As a college kid, yeah. me and my brothers are just kind of our own individuals. Like, we're just living our lives right at this point. Like, it's not like high school where I have to keep in touch and whatever, but, or not, well, we're always going to keep in touch. I just mean, like, this is where I'm going, this is where I'm going to be, this is what time I'm going to be home. Rather, now we're just like, okay, I'm home, going to be home. Oh, I don't even say anything. I just show up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. All right, fair enough. I mean, I'll, you could help me out if you want, but <laughs> Hill has his podcast later. But what is yours? Don't be scared to punish your children. Don't what? Don't be scared to punish your children. Oh, don't oh, be scared boy. to punish your children. Hey, watch those words, buddy. <laughs> okay, repeat no, this so everyone can hear. Confusing, but like, like me personally, now like I'll see so many like children like. Six and below, they'll do something, and they just the parents just like let it slide, like just don't do that. But they oh, I was, I was hey, thinking, okay, so I was everyone, thinking more of the high school college route, but yeah, he's saying, no, yeah, he's yeah. saying punishment is good, just like a timeout don't or whatever. Don't be scared like, to punish your kids. Yeah, yeah, huh. that, that's good. I think I, I wish I would have known working. that I could have punished him more. Yeah, I know. He, he was I'm asking for more thinking, spankings. Wait a minute. Austin That's funny up. saying that because considering the amount of time, the ways we weaseled out of getting punished, especially that one. You know, <laughs> yeah. he, he was probably punished more than. Okay, he so very I've got another one. Resilient towards punishment. <laughs> quote, yeah, air quotes. But I think being in the service industry and being around food and restaurants and all types of people working in the I guess it's fine dining is what it would be considered. For sure. Seeing like the upper class and their parenting. I see a lot of younger kids, like three, four, five, six, just on on the phone, just the whole dinner. And I don't think that is – I'm not judging anybody, but this is just like I don't think that's the proper way of doing that. Because there's a few kids I'm like, oh, I see them. They're engaged – like doesn't there was a three year old the other day that absolutely impressed me just of just because of how attentive they were and involved with conversation and stuff like that. And I thought it was impressive. So did you say something to the parents? No, but I said something to one of my servers. I was like, that was impressive. He's like, I know. Like they would appreciate that. I bet they would. I I should say something, but yeah. Yeah. Just the the moment, you know, can I, I think don't let technology absorb them. Yeah. Yeah. I I I leave my phone in the car intentionally a lot of times when I go out to eat now. Yeah. But you're not a baby. Well, I still think like, <laughs> I mean, like, just, don't force iPads, don't yeah. force Cocoa Melon in front of your children at dinner. Like, yeah. I think we had a rule with no phones at the dinner table, like, whatsoever. I think that's a very, that's a very good rule. I agree. And I, uh, yeah, I think advice for parents is just, like, limit technology since it's become so, like, in drowning in our lives. Well, conversation is... Amazing. And the only way you get better at it is to it's do it and to be involved in it and to be invited into conversation and what you think and how you hold your own. And so, um, do you guys, do you remember when dad was teaching you guys how to shake hands and look people in the eye? Austin no. will remember. This was a, a long second. time ago. I don't remember. That. We, I remember one thing about like manners and stuff like that. You took us to like this restaurant it was you mom and it was all three of us and you're like oh knives go on the right k-n-i-f-e knife five letters right five letters like all this stuff like that and you're like doing like the i guess what is it called the uh 
like a basically a at home cotillion, your yes. DIY cotillion. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so you you don't do that. I remember that. And that was, <laughs> that's been pretty good and stuff like that. So I felt the only way to learn that kind of thing was to experience it because it feels different to be in a fancy environment yeah. than me trying to tell you that at home. That's yeah. so funny. So um, you've probably heard this story, but Dad was trying to. Um, teach you guys how to introduce yourself. And I used to joke that oh, y'all were allergic yeah. to adults and you were, you just oriented around each other. So <coughs> trying to get you guys to engage was challenging sometimes. And we, we talked to Austin and dad saying, Austin introduced yourself. And Austin looks up and is like, hi, my name is Austin coffee and I have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Well, I mean, as a kid, you just take very things very yeah. literal. So yes, exactly. In his defense, so he in his four-year-old defense or whatever. That's right. Yeah. Now it'd be I, I'm Austin Coffee and I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is true. Broke college kid. That is so true. He probably had big four dollars in yeah. his piggy bank Dad, or I need something money. like that. <laughs> I'm Austin Coffee and I need money. I love awesome. it. Well, any encouragement that you would give people nowadays, and it can come from any point of view, but, you know, what would you say to encourage people? I just, just do it. Nike, you said it better than anybody else could. Just do it. Like, you don't even, growing up, what y'all would say to us is, or mom always said, is the worst they could say is no. The worst they could say is no. That is very true. You'll never get an opportunity unless you put yourself out there and stuff like that. So yes. that's the only, that's, I guess, the best advice I could give as a 19-year-old. I love it. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot. On that note, I mean, I do feel like sometimes I forget things that I used to know at 19, 20, 21. And one of them, like watching you guys, and it's something that it's time for me to really bring back in my life is, like, you guys prioritize fun. And I oh, don't yeah. mean that in a well, way that's like, oh, you know, <laughs> Well, you do, but I mean, like I, that's, I feel like that. <laughs> he collects hobbies yeah. as a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's something that I feel like I have lost some of along the way, you know, and just being like, no, that's important, you know, doing things just because they're fun and because they yeah, develop you and develop your positive point of view and your joy for life is huge, you know, and I, I do get a lot of that, you know, and I see certain small learnings, but they're not small, like fundamental things that I feel like I slide away from sometimes. So I think at 19, you're totally allowed to give advice and encouragement. <coughs> yeah, I'd hope so. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Any final questions from you? That's it. That's we got to save it for part two. Three, four, five, six. <laughs> we could get out of here now? Absolutely. <laughs> Brayden, thank you so much. This was so fun. It was fun. Awesome. I'd be on here again if you'll ask. Awesome. We get, maybe it. we could have a... The three kids podcast, and let's see how that goes. That will be. We need to do one at a time, though. First, yeah, 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 of course. And um, bring you in, uh, get Liam when he's in town. He'll be in. All four of us. Uh, We could talk to him. Yeah, we need to do it one on one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, do Liam one on one too. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. Yo, we need to get enough mics or whatever, or just figure out a way. I've got another mic. I've got a couple more mics actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Austin's definitely going to be on at the end of summer, so he needs to start keep taking his. He needs to work for his spot <laughs> you'll forget well, what you did i think now. austin just has to talk more well and that's the cool thing about being on a podcast is you can't not talk yeah we'll to learn so <laughs> awesome all right well onward and upward adios if you enjoyed this episode of the corporate caffeine podcast 
Please help us help you by subscribing. I also hope you'll find us on social media. You can follow me, Dacia Coffee, and my company, The Marketing Blender, by searching us on your favorite platform or checking out the show notes for the links. We bring this to you because we envision a business world full of meaning, connection, and prosperity for us all. Until next time, onward and upward.